This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Philly's Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined by... John Brazier. We're doing that again, huh? You like that? I, don't, I still don't know if I like it. All right. Well, go ahead. Start again. No, let's just go with that. I'm Tom Burgoyne, and I'm with... John Brazier. <laughs> um, we're excited to be here. John, how about it? Man, we had uh, Joe Watson, Tom McGinnis. I know we're stretching out this year with some different guests, and we've got... Vince Papali, invincible! In. Oh my gosh, love Number that guy. Same here, totally. Uh, and you know, you know what's cool about uh, it, Tom, is that uh, before we get to him, uh, you know, I know both of us were the same age, and we are both diehard Philadelphia fans. And it's interesting because my dad had season tickets uh, for the Eagles uh, when I've got two older brothers. My oldest brother was a phenomenal athlete, but he just didn't care about watching sports. wasn't a fan really of sports, other than he was a phenomenal you know athlete himself. My brother Bill was like the rebel in the family, and back then he—I think he was a Cowboys fan just to basically be, you know, a pain in the butt, right? So I was the diehard Eagles fan, the only one. So my dad took me to games of the vet, and it was Mike Barilla was a quarterback. It was Roman Gabriel. It was you know then Ron Jaworski, um, and so I—I I suffered through those middle terms. So when mm-hmm. Vince came in, and what about 1976? 76. 76. Exactly right. You know, that was probably right, you know, maybe I was coming going to the games a little before that, but I was a diehard Eagles fan. I mean, I die. If they lost on Sunday, I couldn't read the sports page. I, I'm sure I cried, or, you know, it was, a, it was a tough week. Yeah, and then they got good under Dick Vermeil, and I'm sure you were, uh, you, you loved those years. Yes. Because you were in the Valley. We all were in the Valley in the bad years. Mike McCormick was the coach, right? Yeah. Uh, just some bad teams, but. Uh, Tom Dempsey was my favorite player because I loved, <laughs> I just loved watching him. That's the, when you know the team's really bad, when you're, <laughs> the kicker is your well, favorite player. Will, Wilbert was my favorite yeah, player. Wilbert, well, he was my favorite player, too. Uh, so we're excited to have him in, uh, you know, recapping some things that have happened. You know, John, just yesterday we had a great uh, celebration of life for David Montgomery here at the ballpark. Uh, you know, we talked on the last podcast, uh, you know, what David meant to us. But uh, what an awesome day yesterday uh, just to see a lot of the old employees, a lot of the uh, old players, uh, people from Major League Baseball, uh, executives, uh, the general public, uh, people, anybody. David touched uh, was here yesterday, and it was just beautiful. If, if David was here, he would have just loved – well, he wouldn't have liked the attention, hmm. uh, but he would have been very proud of all the people that – you know, I know uh, we had a, um, a gentleman came all the way in from Colorado. We had Gene Diaz came in from Houston, our former PR guy, uh, a lot of former employees, as you said. You know, and it was cool to see you know, Randy Wolf came all the way in from California. Jeff Geary came in from California. Uh, you had Kyle Kendrick came in. Um, you had a lot of different – it was just cool. To, and it was such a nice tribute. Tom McCarthy did a phenomenal mm. job. Yeah. I know Scott Palmer was involved in a lot of the videos. Um, and Jimmy Rollins spoke, was, was uh, great in, in the J-Roll way. And Larry Boa was emotional. You know, uh, his, his, one of his best friends, uh, Governor Rendell, 
uh, did a phenomenal speech, um, talked about growing up and, you know, uh, going to college with uh, David. Uh, it was just, it was a, you know what, it was just a beautiful day. And, and yesterday was not a funeral. It was a celebration of David's life. And, and I thought actually one of the coolest things was the, uh, the employees. Uh, a lot of the long-term, long-time employees um, talked about their memories of David, uh, of which was, was filmed four years ago when, after when he um, was diagnosed. Was diagnosed, yeah. right. And I know Video Dan had the wherewithal to have everybody sit down and, and give uh, kind of a little testimonial to what David means to the organization. And then to use that, you know, four and a half years later, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just, well, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. And uh, certainly we're going to uh, power through for the rest of this year. And uh, I know the players would love to bring this uh, season, uh, you know, to the World Series and uh, do it for David. And uh, we're in this beautiful ballpark uh, mainly because of David's vision. And uh, so it's just a, a, a great way to, uh, you know, kind of wrap up his 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 life what yep. we did yesterday and, and you know what tom last week we had a lot of stuff going on last time oh. i'm saying we had the ellen show and i think <laughs> the fanatic was part of the ellen show <laughs> it was funny john she uh, she 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 wasn't here but they were doing it live so she was in new york live and then let's throw it to philadelphia and so we were kind of on her schedule uh even though Shouldn't she have been on our schedule? We, we were supposed to play a game at 7 o'clock that night. And Reese Hoskins and, involved. Yeah, the Reese, Fanatic's involved. Reese and the Fanatic are out in the parking lot at like 6.15, and it's getting close to 6.30. But the funniest thing happened, the skies got just dark. And the one it was one of the nights, uh, you know, we were having like tornado watches. And I'm telling you, they ripped through. When, once they started this game that they were playing, uh, that the winner was going to win a Chevy, I think. And... Uh, uh, they had to do it really quick because I'm telling you, it turned from night to dark, uh, like in no time flat. And uh, they had we had Reese out there, so thankfully the game was delayed because the Fanatic and Reese might have been a little late for the game. But uh, and the Fanatic doesn't do well in the rain. Correct? <laughs> no, no. We said we got to get this thing wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that and you know on our off day too, John, uh, we had the Carson Wentz softball game have you ever you have you come down to that the I last have two not years? I have not it's a great event I'm telling you they do a great job Carson gets all the players to come out and play it was a great game too like the, it was a walk-off home run I think it was like 17 16 final score great for charity uh just really cool use of the ballpark when the team wasn't here we had swoop and the fanatic and uh it was it was a great night and it kind of rolls right into we got ALS coming up next week we do on Thursday yeah Thursday gates open at 3 15 uh I know you can go online and buy uh, a ticket but um i think they're 15 bucks uh the the autographs are sold out but as you know john i mean we have uh, the grab bags and some of the different games that you can play uh we have photo, op photo opportunities some photo opportunities of course the fanatics here and uh lots of other folks uh it's a great night if you've never been to als we invite you to come on down uh it's just great to be part of and we raise know, a lot action. of money for just yeah. an absolutely dreadful disease that mm. uh you know hopefully it'll be a cure soon because you know one thing being a longtime employee of the phillies and you're yourself you yourself um, you know, we've done this ALS event since I think what 1984. That's right. Was that our yep. first year? Yep. Um, but it, just to see these patients, we get to know some of these patients, you know, and, and see what they, and, and you see what they're going through, and talk to their families, and you know, again, it's just uh, it's just an awful disease, and and hopefully there will be a cure, and hopefully the money we raise will go towards that. Yeah, it's a great cause and uh, amazing work with the Phillies organization, and again, they, uh, Bill Giles, David Montgomery. Uh, 
uh, have to be credited for uh, for that association with ALS and the Phillies. Uh, and one last thing, John, before we bring Vince in here, is tonight is Fanatic About Reading Night. Thanks to Xfinity. And uh, all kids are going to get a, a kid's book. And uh, it's the 17th kid's book that uh, Len and I have put together over the last uh, years. Can you believe that? The Fanatic's Hero, right? The Fanatic's Hero. And that's now, your mom. Well, yeah, it's the Fanatic's why mom. Why don't we do this around Mother's Day? Well, uh, because it's Fanatic About Reading Night tonight. <laughs> it would have been a great book for Mother's Day. So hopefully, uh, it'll, you know, you can buy the book in the store so you don't have to be down here uh, to get a, a book. Uh, it'll be in the stores, you know, for the rest of the uh, year and into next year. So you can get this book for your mom next year, John. Well, my wife's birthday present's coming up. Uh, her birthday's go. coming up, so maybe I'll get her an early present. All right. She yeah. I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> she just blew it. <laughs> uh, also, we have next week, uh, we have uh, Dimebacks coming in town, and go figure who put this one together, but we have two uh, local kids. One went to Harvard School, one went to Garnet Valley that were on the national champion Virginia lacrosse oh. team. They'll be throwing at the first pitch. Is that right? Not with the lacrosse stick. They're going to throw actually throw the First pitch, Matt Moore and Docs Aikens. How about that? that? So you worked be that fun out. As well. I, of course I did. Look at yes. you. Yes. So when you're not writing quizzes for our guests, this is uh, you're lining up first balls. Hey, that quiz didn't have any. Uh, it, there was no. It wasn't convoluted uh, today. <laughs> What's that? Oh, uh, well, we haven't had it yet. Well, we haven't had it yet, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you but, you but gave I, but me I, the quiz. I, yes, I showed you the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I got and most of the you Vince did, Papali. Uh, you did pretty well. We'll see how Vince does. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, well, he's here, John. So uh, let's bring him in. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with Vince Papali. You can picture Chase Utley's swing and picture Chase Utley's throw. Now picture him as a Philly forever at the Toyota Chase Utley Retirement Night with a special pregame ceremony Friday, June 21st against the Marlins. Order at phillies.com. And we are back, Phillies backstage. And John, we've got a legend in the booth. Yes, we do. My man, Vince Papali. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Fanatic here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Fanatic is... Uh, he's, he's resting right now. He is resting. How you doing, Vince? It's so but, great oh, to have man, you here, man. This is great. I love the view. I'm right here behind home plate. It's as good as it gets. I Reminds know. me of my days at uh, Shy Park behind a Robin Roberts curveball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we were just talking about that, Vince. Yeah. You know, uh, I assumed you were a Phillies fan of growing course. up. Of course. you kidding? Yeah. I, I had to be with my mother. My mom was the big Phillies fan. She's actually she actually back in the in the thirties prior to the war. She played hardball up and down the East Coast. Is that Coast. right? Wow. Yeah, it wasn't a league of their own. I always say the women were so tough back then. They wore cups, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah, man, and, and you know, baseball was the sport. That's what you did. You know, I grew up in Glen Olden, Glen Olden Park, and I remember going to the remember going to the minor league games. I don't know, you know, that it wasn't there was no Triple A, Double A, whatever it was, whatever it was. But they were past the hat. And uh, the hat would be for the umpire, and if the umpire stuck, they didn't get paid anything. <laughs> they, should, they should do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and the pitcher, you know, and the, you know, and a couple of guys would bounce up, and they'd wind up in the major leagues. But baseball was a big part of my life, absolutely. Yeah, Larry Anderson would be uh, making sure these umpires don't get paid at all. <laughs> right. well, your mom was that into it. So now, would she take you to the games? Your dad take you to the games? Well, my dad took me. Yeah, my okay. dad. My dad was a heck of a ball player. I actually, I have this great picture of my father. Uh, he grew up on a pig farm in Dar. 
Harvey Township, you know. And I have a he has a catcher's mitt with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and a white shirt and suspenders in in the middle of the farm field, and I call it his field of dreams. I know we're coming up on that anniversary, but my mom and dad were both. Uh, my father was a semi-pro baseball and football player uh, prior to World War II, and then my mom. Uh, actually, they barnstormed up and down the East Coast, and they had a male pitcher and a male catcher and a hardball. They played hardball, and her name, mm-hmm. and I always kidded big, big uh, Al Meltzer because, uh, you know, her nickname was Big Al. You know, he was always a Big Al, you know, Al Meltzer, and uh, because her name was Al Myra, and she was shortstop. And I'll, uh, John, I'll send you that picture of my parents and, oh. and Tom. I'll send it. It's absolutely You know, it's, it's very similar to classic. Jimmy Rollins because Jimmy Rollins' dad was an athlete, but the mom was the, was the baseball player. Remember the mom played, I think, I I think she played hardball as well. Is that right? I don't think yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Maybe that? softball, but I, I thought maybe hardball. Well, they always <laughs> say that, that, that my wife Janice, the athlete in the family, you know, so, so, oh. you know, a lot of times it is the mom. So, so it was just in the blood, huh, Vince? I guess so. Well, you know, and, then, and passing it on to the genera- next generation because Vince Jr., uh, was a star receiver for Delaware. Yeah, yeah, he did pretty well. Delaware led the team in receptions and touchdowns last year, and he's uh, living a dream right now, and he's uh, training. He's hopefully going to get a shot uh, with somebody in the NFL. He's had a couple of uh, camp tryouts, and, you know, he's caught a couple of eyes, you know, so we'll see. It's, it's a struggle. You know, he's coming in without a pedigree or a resume because he had that, that at Delaware, and he had that one final good senior year. So um, there's a lot of opportunities out there, you know, and just got to just take a shot at it, and we'll we'll support it. You know, his mom was a dreamer like me, being a, a great gymnast, and, and uh, you know, me. And diver. And, and diver at Penn State. That's right. She yeah. set Penn State's diving records. And, uh, you know, well, everybody knows the Invincible story, so I think. Yeah. <laughs> if that, they can watch Rudy for crying out loud. <laughs> well, no, they're going to find out because we're going to be asking those questions on the podcast. Yeah, all yeah, right. for sure. And that's not, well, we will talk about the movie, Vince, because I know, uh, oh, you know that's boy, all right. that, that's that was, everybody likes to talk about it. But, uh, but just your life, you know, um, growing up in the Philadelphia area, um, you, were, you played football, and, and people don't know what a great track and field guy you were, too. Well, that was my sport. I was very lucky when I was growing up to have it in junior high school. I went to Interborough High School. I mean, you just, you go right, right behind here in 95 and just take 95 down to the uh, first exit pass, and there you are in Prospect Park, Glen Olden, and uh, um, Norwood. Back then, that was Interborough High School. And uh, in junior high school, I, I was so lucky to have a track coach by the name of Marty Stern. Uh, eventually, he coached Villanova's women. He went down there to Tennessee. But uh, he had just come out of Westchester in the Maccabea Games, and uh, he became this, this track coach, this little guy, you know, and could run like the wind. And he taught me how to run, and, you know, I just took that on. And, and wouldn't you know it, I wound up with a track scholarship to St. Joe's in the pole vault. I was going to say, you did pole things. vault and long jump, right? Uh, well, the pole vault was my main sport, plus I was uh, a, a little bit of a sprinter and a hurdler, uh, low hurdles. But as a kid at the, at, at the project where I grew up in Glen Olden, we had a crick, not a creek. A crick, you know. <laughs> Is and that near the Acme? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, near the Acme, right? <laughs> yeah, and 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 in that crick was water. water. Yeah, exactly it was always right. water going through the crick, and uh, and and I would actually we'd, we'd have a bunch of bamboo poles laying around, or clotheslines, or clothes poles. You know, nobody had. We didn't have washer dry. We didn't have dryers back then, for crying out loud. And I would pole vault from one side to the other. And you know, if you if you look at it, they still do it in the Netherlands. They have these contests where guys go from one side of the canal 
canal to really? the other side of the canal. Yeah, you have to check it out. It's really cool. I right? was wondering how uh, do you, how you get started in pole vaulting because like, yeah. you know you're gonna fail and that's a sport. Really? You know, <laughs> on one side of the canal, the other. When I think of that, I always think of uh, Peter Sellers in in the Pink Panther movie yeah. try to pole vault over the the moat to get into that castle. There it that's is. What, that's what I always yeah. think of. Yeah, yeah, that's so one of the going. funniest scenes. Well, yeah, you, you know, you, you got to get your friend a fanatic to do a little thing like that. Yeah, you know, pole vaulting skit. That's what we got to do. <laughs> uh, I'll coach well, him up. You got a good cushion on your uh, belly. Uh, yeah, no, so he's taking notes down. I'll coach <laughs> him up. No, and I do because Vince, I, I, just to, the timeline then. So then you graduate from St. Uh, St. Joe's, right. but you go back to Interboro to, uh, to teach. Right. Uh, you had played football, and here you're, you're playing semi-pro football. Uh-huh. And then uh, from there, I guess uh, you, you went to the Philadelphia Bell, right? The yeah. World uh, Football, football League. Football League, yeah. Which, right. honestly, I don't really remember the World Football League. Well, you, yeah, it was. we played our games. We played our first season yeah. right at JFK Stadium, JFK. which is where, 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 the, uh, where the arena is, where well, Far Wells Fargo Arena is. First of all, Tom, when I went back to Interborough, I was there yeah. for six years, and I was their head track coach, assistant football coach. Okay. I took over my, my mentor. Everybody has a mentor. My high school mentor was George Corner. He went from Interborough to Radnor. And George, if you're listening, I love you. I'm here today because of you. I knew that you. name. I saw that because I went to Radnor. Okay, well, I know my, George Corner. George Corner was my junior high school football coach. And then when I came out as a senior, I was about 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, uh, they told me I was too small the first two years. And so I was playing baseball, at, you know, and, and I, I, I tried soccer, but I was too aggressive. I was getting red carded. And, uh, <laughs> and so um, any, anyway, I, 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 go at the, I took over George Corner's job. He's the one that told me to come out for the track team because I was going to go to Westchester and get a walk-on uh, chance at Westchester. And then he said, come on up for the track team. I'll get you in shape for football. When you know it, I turned out to be a state finalist in the pole vault, and hmm. I was a foot and a half off the world's record yeah. after it was all said and done, and I got a scholarship to St. Joe's. So I go back to Interborough and teach for six years. I take over George's job now as a head track coach, assistant football coach. He hires me and uh, worked on my master's at Westchester, and then boom. And in the meantime, I'm playing in these rough touch leagues. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I played for Max's Bar, Deacon Ale House, Cannon's Cafe. Anybody that would give me a free beer, I played for them, you know. <laughs> and, um, and, and then that led uh, to uh, – actually, I was trying to qualify for the Olympic trials in the decathlon, and that fell apart. And um, and I didn't, but I did. Everybody in the neighborhood were saying, you know, you hang out at the bars. Oh, if you had any guts, you know, you'd play in the semi-pro league and for the Aston Knights or Tinicum AC. And so after my uh, decathlon thing ended, I said, oh, I'll take a shot at it. And when you know what, I wound up leading the, t the league in touchdowns and receptions. For the so Aston so Green Knights. Yeah, I, was, I was 27, 27 years old then. Yeah, 27. Yeah. 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 Well, is that the world? That's not the world football. No, league, no. So, right. so, so here's what's happened. So I have this game against the Hagerstown Bears. I have about four touchdowns and a couple of 300 yards. From, I mean, one of these games, that, you know, it's like you can't even believe you, make, you have this game. And the guy that was, his name was Hugh Wyatt, and he was the uh, he was a general manager manager or the coach of that team and he never forgot me and when the Philadelphia Bell was formed in the World Football League they had a tryout at Cherry Hill East High School hmm. right around the corner from where I live I live in Cherry Hill now and they had a tryout and he invited me to that tryout and I went to the tryout and there were 70 80 wide receivers and I lasted through them and I had four or five more tryouts and I got through all those tryouts and wound up uh, making the team and catching the first pass ever most the first reception in the world league then the league folds for after a year and a half no wonder i don't remember but, but yeah. was that even a long <laughs> shot just to make that i mean yeah. the, obviously mm. the invincible is about making the long shot making the nfl but was that a long shot making just that world football league oh yeah you know nobody knew what my background was you know but i, I caught the eye of ron Waller, and then you know you, you got to do things he was our head coach and um 
He was from he was a San Diego guy, and he and he and he and Maryland guy, and uh, he knew me as a track guy. So we figured I'd give the guy a shot. But I was catching everything, and King Court was our quarterback, and I had I had sub uh, ten. Look, I raised Billy White Shoes Johnson in a hundred yard dash. He beat me by a by a stride. I wow, love I love that, that guy, Houston yeah. Oilers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was you know that was the speed I had back then. So we liked the mm -hmm. speed, and so the leagues folded, and I'm gonna I'm, heck I'm gonna go back to Interborough and get my teaching job, and they said, well, you're not you can't come back until and until the, the fall you know there's not just a job waiting for you but he said you're guaranteed because we have a retirement you're going to take that job and i figured that's what i was going to do you know do my masters and then who comes come into town but and his white horse from ucla but is. you know dick for meal so when, when was the bartending well, the bartending was in that period of time between when uh, the league had folded and we had the free agent tryout and training camp for the Eagles. Uh, so when I was, I w there was a great, there was a great uh, club in City Line Avenue called Fran O'Brien's and, uh, and uh, <laughs> that was a great place. And I was a doorman there and I, you know, I, I, t I tended bar at Max's where I played on the touch football team. I substitute taught at Interborough and Ridley. I had to make some money, you know. I mean, you know, league folded. I, I, I went out and bought a new car, and then I, I'm in debt. And I, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. And, uh, you know, so uh, that's what I was doing. So, and then the tryout comes. And, uh, and the tryout. Did you reach out to them, Vince, or uh, or did they notice you? I had a guy I had a guy that by the name of uh, my, uh, Michael Ryan Anarella, and he knew Jimmy Murray. And he said, yeah. I got this guy from the film. Jimmy Murray was General a general we, we Jimmy, then. we just saw him yesterday. Uh, sure. uh, he's the best. He is know. the best. He started the Ronald McDonald House. That's it. That's yep. him. That's Great you know. Guy. So that Jimmy Murray, uh, he knew he, he knew uh, Richie Iarrell. I mean, and he knew him. And he says, uh, "Well, you know, well, I'll give Papali a shot." He's a track guy, though, right? I mean, that's how he knew me, the Jimmy. Yeah, I'll put him on the list. He said, we have a couple invitees. But when I got there, um, you know, Coach Vermeil had no idea who I was. He didn't check any list. Uh, all he was looking for was speed. And so I ran that 4 five forty and and grass. And, um, and, and then, uh, you know, he put me in another drill and another drill. And it was just like touch. Uh, the rough touch legs, guys trying to take your head off. And, you know, I mean, these, these legs were pretty tough. And uh, just like you saw in the movie, it was pretty much like that. So I, I passed that test. And... I thought it was all over. I, I thought that was it. And then Otho Davis, who was the athletic trainer for the Eagles at that time, legendary, mm. um, he says, hey, Coach Vermeil, Jimmy Murray wants to see you. And I thought, you know, everybody said he's a practical joker, Otho. I thought they were kidding me. And I take the elevator up to the fourth floor, and you remember the old vet in the fourth yeah, floor sure. up there, you know, I'm like, God, you know, and there's all these murals, Steve Van Buren, you know, Chuck Bednarik and the whole thing. And, yes, uh, yeah, Mr. Murray's expecting you. And I walked right past Dick Vermeil's office. Hey, Vince, how you doing? That was a, that was a great 40 you ran. You know, you ran a 4-5. Where'd you play your college football? And I didn't play college football. <laughs> right, so right. I said, uh, a temple. <laughs> <laughs> you lied? Well, like, it could have been in, in the temple. He played it in his mind. He played it in <laughs> So, and, and then Timmy Murray, he just said, he, he said, we're going to offer you. And he, I got $22,000 and a, and a, and a $2,000 roster bonus if I made the team and, and all kinds of other stuff. And I said, do I have to give up my season tickets because I was a season ticket holder? <laughs> and he laughed. He said, no, you've got a couple season tickets coming if you make the team. So, you know, I had to go through, I had to go through the regimen. And, but yeah. the really cool thing was that uh, they allowed me then. I was the property of the Philadelphia Eagles. And so I started training here at the vet or there at the vet. And the guy I was training with was, um, was uh, with Roman Gabriel. 
and he had a guy by the name of Gus Hoffling, and Gus sure. Hoffling had a couple of Phillies guys. With the Phillies. Steve Carlton. Sure. Steve Carlton. Sure. With, the rice, with, with the rice, and he put his arm in Filled the, the arm. There you yeah. go. Sure. I mean, you know, he was a martial arts guy, so he started training me and took a liking to me. And this, so I then established a relationship with Lefty, with, with Mike, and then I got to know Larry. And, you know, we used to share bathrooms and showers. And, and I was telling Tom uh, off the air, I said, I used to love going into your locker room because in the training room you had beer. You right. Know? I mean, beer? You kidding me? <laughs> it's, it's like... <laughs> Dick, Dick well, Vermeule was... Uh, yeah, he wasn't serving the beer up. Well, you know, it's funny. So we used to, when Tom and I worked at the vet, our off-season's obviously the wintertime, right? And that's right. the Eagle season. So we would sometimes, at lunchtime, go down to the sauna in the vet. Remember the, the common sauna <laughs> and the steam room? That was pretty nasty. Yeah. And I remember we'd go in there with the towels, and we'd sit in the steam room. Next thing you know, it would just be like two of us. And next thing you know, about six offensive linemen yeah, naked yeah. Would, would, would come in and just sit all around you. And all of a sudden, things just started getting really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to leave now, Josh. Time to leave now. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, that, what, I mean, it just it's your just mind. Great story. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. you could, I could tell them forever. Yeah, you, and your mind must have been blown. Were you like going through that whole process, Vince? Were you? How much did you believe in yourself in terms of? Is, is this a really? You know, how much of a long shot this is? Am I really going to make it, or did you really think? You know what? I have a shot. Yeah, you know, I really did believe in myself, and what gave me that belief was playing in the World Football League because I played with a lot of guys that were former NFL players. So I, I, did, I believed in myself, but I really wasn't sure if I was going to get that shot. But Coach Vermeil promised me that I would. So the first, the first week was just rookies and free agents with Roman Gabriel throwing the ball to me all the time. And I was killing it, you know, these, these old guys. That's why I got the nickname Pops and all that stuff. But I was just, just cracking them. Every time I saw somebody move, I hit them. And you were allowed to block below the waist. You, you can't get away with that stuff now, right? Mm-hmm. So I was doing all that stuff. And, um, and then but the, when the veterans came in, I, I backed off. And Coach Vermeil pulled me aside. He said, what's going on? You're not the same guy you were. And I said, well, you know, these guys are like my idols. He said, your idols, for crying out loud, they were 2-12 and 12 last year. What are you, crazy? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, oh, he says, well, I'll tell you what, I'll give wow. you two weeks. I'll give you two weeks, and if you don't straighten out, you're out. He says, I, I, I believe in you. I believe that you can make this team. I, I'm counting on you to make this team. I have a spot waiting for you. And that's mm. all I needed to hear. And then, you know, the first preseason game, I caught a couple passes. And the next day, uh, and, I, and I, need, I made sight adjustments. I did things mm. that visually uh, uh, players are expected to do, but they didn't do. And our veterans weren't doing it. He's yelling at them in film. And look at this guy. He's making a sight adjustment. He didn't even play football, for Christ's sake, you mm-hmm. know. And, uh, and then the next thing, you know, um, I, I, the next game is against the, uh, the, the who was it, the Patriots, and I had, I had a touchdown and a couple more grabs, and before you know it, I'm, I, I led the team in receptions at the end of preseason. And, um, mm-hmm. and the Dolphins was a big game. I had five catches against the Dolphins in the first half, and I knew at that point, Coach basically came up, he shared my highlight, he, he said, this guy's going to make the team. Awesome. And it was the greatest thing. I'll never forget when I was, I was right there in, in right field. You can imagine, we're looking at the stadium now, right field at the vet, and I'm looking up and we're playing. But I haven't been told I made the team yet, and then he just walks up to me. He said, congratulations, old man, you're a Oh, my God, that field. must have been the greatest feeling ever. And you remember the, uh, you know, you remember the dugout at the vet, right? And yeah. they, had that, they had the pay phone there in the dugout, right outside the dugout. And I said, can I make a phone call? And I called Westinghouse, where my dad worked, 
uh, collect, and he, he slammed, you know, this is Vince Papawa, you call him collect. Oh, my God, oh, my God, hey, how you doing? He said, and I said, he's, uh, I said, I made it, man. I'm tell, tell, tell Kingy his little boy's a Philadelphia Eagle, and you could just hear yeah. this, this shop steward, Kingy, we did it, we did it, and everybody's cheering in the background. It was just like Rudy. Right. And um, and, and that's why we didn't, we couldn't use that scene in the movie because they called it a Rudy moment, so they created that scene in the locker room in his office where I was messing around with the playbook. And there it was, man, and I got four years and a pension out of it. Was you know? there a player cool. that, mm. uh, maybe it was Roman Gabriel, was there a player that kind of took you under his wing yeah. to kind of show you the ropes? Was yeah, that it, was, it was Gabe. Okay. Yeah, it was Gabe and Denny, Denny Franks, of course, you know, my man Denny Franks. And, you know, I have a book here that Dennis and I wrote, both you guys, and by the way, you have to, have to see it. It's featuring my friend Tom Anion, who's right back there, too, Colonel Tom Anion. But these are the these are the T-shirts. It's the smallest size I could get, guys. But these nice. are the T-shirts <laughs> All right. that we wore. That's awesome. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thanks, these are the T-shirts that we got. And you know, Danny Franks was my guy. And you know, we we wrote this book. And you know, called yeah. the Last Laugh because we got the last laugh because nobody. Uh, nobody gave us a chance, you know, and we created a victor's code. And, and Colonel Tom Mannion here with a with the Travis Mannion Foundation, you know, he we he, he helped us out, and he's one of our Hall of Famers. Talking about you know how you get to the next level. So it, it's it's just been an unbelievable 13 years. It'll be 13 years this Labor Day, and I was I was telling the guys the story about how the scene was created uh, for the the little boy running out in front of the car, which is yeah. My let, son. Let's let's talk about the movie. So like so then <laughs> that that scene. I was going to say, number 83, the first time you saw somebody wearing your jersey, I'm sure there's some truth to that. You're probably like, wow. That happened right across the street at uh, JFK or uh, FDR Park. Uh, uh -huh. And uh, there was a little boy wearing 83 in pregame, and I just drove by, and, and I saw him, and I saw the 83, and I said to Danny, i gotta, I got to get out. i got to do this. And I threw a couple balls to me, and I said, hey, how about a few lobs? I'll run a couple uh. under a couple. And he says, if I didn't know any better, I'd think you were Vince Papale. And I took off my hat and my right. glasses. He goes, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, let's, let's talk uh, about the, the, the film that it, as it was being produced. Right. So when tell us about the time when you heard from someone in Hollywood or somebody that they wanted to do a movie about your life. Rocky's turning 25 in uh, 2002, so NFL Films contacts me and said, you're going to be the subject of of um, a, a Monday night feature, a Monday night football, when the Eagles play the 49ers. It's called Distant Replay. So Stuart Scott, the mm -hmm. late and great Stuart, Stuart yeah. and, and Ron Jaworski was the co-host for a pregame Monday night, and they did this feature comparing me to Rocky. And the next day, Hollywood's calling, and then... Next thing you know, we have, I've, got, I've got six or eight producers that are saying this could be a movie. And we, we went with Ken Mock, who created America's Next Top Model, and he had a plan. And he, had, um, he, he, he got a screenwriter, and they wrote a screenplay, and Disney uh, bought the screenplay. And the guys that were the producers of the movie are the same guys that did Miracle and Rookie. Mark Chiardi and Gordon Gray, sure. you know, so Great Mark Chiardi went, sure. went to school. He, he pitched, actually, with Jim Morris. Hmm. So uh, that, that's the pedigree it had, and, and it just, you know, it just happened. Boom, and boom, were boom, you boom, involved boom. in the, like, how involved were you? Obviously, you're telling the story. You want to make sure that, you know, you're the, <laughs> it's your biography. So you were very much involved, I'm sure, as far as telling all the scenes. But then, did you ever get involved in, like, who's going to play you? Or... So they, I know, like your wife, they made her seem like a Giants fan yeah. when she's not. Well, we needed the branding rights for the NFL, so mm. the NFL said we want her to be a Giants fan and a bartender. In reality, Janet was on the USA World Gymnastics team back in the Munich days, and then she became a diver and a coach at the University of Penn. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought you know everybody told me Danny DeVito would be the perfect <laughs> me. <you know? laughs> I thought Hugh Jackman, but uh, you there know, you I, go. I, I, I got I got gifted with uh, maybe one of the greatest men I've ever met. 
met, and that's Mark Wahlberg. And to this day, uh, we're close friends. We trained two weeks prior to the to the movie at, uh, at at Northeast High School, and I worked him out and ran him through all the routes. And I had Jim Jensen, uh, the local guy, you know, to play for the Miami Dolphins. He was working with us as a coach, and uh, we worked Mark out. And you know, all the football players were arena league guys, were former NFL guys. The hitting was intense. Uh, the fights that you saw on the field really did happen. I mean, they they kept the camera rolling, and guys were pissed off because it was really hot. Uh, and we we filmed the movie at Franklin Field and also at uh, Central High School. So a lot of the extras in those scenes were like local athletes around here. Well, no, they were oh. a couple were a, co- a couple were local athletes, but all the rest were uh, 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 Arena Football League players, active players that came in from around the country. Oh, wow. Right, and Tony Luke, and Tony, Tony Luke Jr. played the, yeah. uh, the comic role there and, and, in his cape. And so yeah. Tony Luke was was sure. a comic role. But here's the great thing in the training in the. Uh, Touch football scenes, uh, they were all uh, first responders. And uh, the, so, oh, except for that? the three or four actors that we had in there, including Mark and, and Kirk Acevedo and a few, and uh, Davidoff, um, and Kelly, Jimmy, Mike Kelly. So, those, those four guys, and then all the rest, and, uh, and of course, the guy that played Max. So, um, those guys were all the actors, but they were all first responders. And it's that? just, That's you know, ran number one in the box office, and boom. Here we are 13 years later. And how about your teammates when your teammates saw the movie? Because obviously they lived it with you. You know, what was their reaction? What was Dennis Frank's reaction when he saw the movie? Well, Dennis, you know, he's a major character, so he was, he was all into it. You know, it was all about him, too, because I would have never done it without him. Uh, some of the other guys that took exception to it. Oh, you did? Know, yeah. Well, hey, uh, well, how come I wasn't portrayed this way or portrayed that way? I said, I. This is why I. I said it. I said this is what the screenwriters chose. Screen screenwriters. Yeah, you chose. only have so much say. Yeah, and right. they can. So you absolutely. know, they, they caught the journey. You know, and and Coach Ramil, you know, the great Kinnear nailed Coach Ramil, and he, you know, and uh, they they stretched a little bit with Mr. Toast. Uh, he would never have been down on the field and doing stuff like that. But mm. you know, and he he didn't put pressure on Dick, but like that. But, uh, you know, and Dick said, yeah, I said, well, I'll go with it, you know, and, and he went with it, and it turned out okay. You know, look, they got it. you have to have your different acts. You have your drama. You have your conflict. Right. You have your joy. You have your disappointment. And it went through all those things, and, uh, and, and you know, here we are. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, you know, being, you know, like you saying, the legend for crying out loud. I mean, <laughs> I had Adam Thielen come up to me one day, you know, the wide receiver from Minnesota. And he came up and he said, hey, the legend, what's up? How's it going? You know, I said, dude, that's so funny. <laughs> well, Vince, and so after that movie comes out, the success it has, I mean, how, how has it changed your life? Well, I, it's really changed my life. You know, I've, I, it's actually given me a stage to do some things that I really believe in, like the, the Travis, Travis Manning Foundation, Foundation yep. and, and go out and help, and help Tom and my friend uh, John Kitzinger, former FBI agent now working with the Attorney General and the things that they've gotten. You know, I've spoken around the world and all over. I've had the opportunity to speak to the FBI uh, for Tom with the Travis Mannion Foundation. I've spoken to SEAL Team 6. But the, the beauty is that you know, it's, it's a movie for the kids to take a look at and say, you know what, if he can do it, I can do it, you know. And it's gifted me with that, with that, with that great um, ability to go out and, and get on that platform and say, hey, look, you know, this is the way it can be done. And there's a certain routine that has to be done. Nothing's guaranteed. You know, there's no entitlement if you want to get to greatness. Uh, you got to sweat a little. You, you're you're going to have your disappointments. But, uh, you know, if, if you're willing to persevere and listen and have good team around you, you can get anywhere. So I got lucky. And, I, message, and I remember when message. I brought him down. Uh, Brock Stassi, remember that was a yeah. great, oh that was God. a great spring training story. <laughs> yeah, where the guy that. he had uh, played the minor leagues, never had a sniff of the majors, 
total long shot coming into spring training. He has a great spring training, an unbelievable spring training. And same thing, they, they, they told him, almost like your story, they told him the last day that he made the team and it was very emotional. And uh, then even the reporters, they, they uh, chronicled him like when they got uh, shrimp on the plane. You know, he's not used to yeah, yeah. You know, getting living fed large. like that, living large. And then Vince came down. Well, you tell the story. You came down, and I introduced you to. Yeah, it was so cool. You know, I got into the locker room, which was really cool. And I, you know, and I saw, and I, I saw Reese. You know, I, I saw Reese at the Eagles Minnesota game, by the way. But I saw with Brock, and we had this really cool thing, and had a great conversation. Yeah. I still have his bat, and his bat's right there next to me. I mean, it's, I, I have next to his bat is a is a um, is an order from SEAL Team Six team. Mm. And uh, yeah, and you, know, you gave an autographed DVD to yeah, Brock. Yeah, and that was the coolest thing. And you know, I did. It with uh, I've done it with a couple of the coaches, a couple of the teams, and they use that as an opportunity. They use that to go out and and as a motivating factor, you know, which has been really cool for me. It's so cool, visit You're the kind of the standard for the 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 underdog story. You know, the other guy I'm thinking of, John, is uh, Chris Coast. Yes. You know, who was yeah. a catcher yeah. for us for the World Series That's team, right. who only played independent ball, and uh, he wound up making our team. And in, in his and, 30s, and, I and think, Vince right? is, you know, your name, you know, got brought up so many times, you know, with his story. So it's it's got to be just a great way to go through life oh, right it's now. Been, huh? it's, it's been incredible. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm so blessed. And, you know, with my daughter Gabriella works with the Sixers and mm. does all their entertainment. You know, Janet, you know, it's just taken us to another level to finish out that question you said, John, and to sit here and be a part of this and walk in and see the Sarge, you know, knowing who you are, you know, in Salisbury. You know, I mean, it's just like, well, are you kidding me? I'm just this kid from down the well, road. All right, tell you, I have a quick question on that. So what, okay. what celebrity, local or national, uh, have you been most psyched that that saw the movie that knows who you are that you know so it could be like you mentioned Adam Thielen but somebody that's yeah and the SEAL team is pretty cool too oh, right when SEAL you're with, team with it could be those guys, it could be in any realm what 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 celebrity were you most excited that they recognized and knew who you were and. Well, I tell you, a Philly guy, you know, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I, I was really excited that I, that it, he had seen it, and uh, you know, everywhere I've gone, and but uh, that was and, that's a good and, one. And, and Charlize Theron. Well, I, mean, I was just going to say, who's the hottest actress? To see? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that's pretty good. All yeah. right, Bradley Cooper and Char- Charlize. I so, like that. Yeah, I got tongue tied when I met her. She says, "Oh, I love." Hey, don't forget, I have to. I have to call in for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna yeah, that, that, sh- that thing in the, All right. in the back. How we do? Well, it? you know what? Oh, we're I, gonna we're gonna do our quiz then, real quick. Yeah, I have about three more minutes. All right, here we go. Quick, ready? It's eight-part question. Right. We'll go right into oh it. God, here we go. Which of these celebrities uh, are not from or ever lived in the Glen Old Norwood Prospect <laughs> Prospect Park area of Delaware County? A. Captain Noah. B. Philly's receptionist Kelly DiGiacomo and Dario. Uh, C. Soupy Sales. D. Stephanie Lagrosa, who's survivor, actress, and wife of Kyle Kendrick. Oh, God. <laughs> I would say yes. Soupy Sales. Soupy Sales You're is right. correct. And Kelly, right. you just met downstairs. Yeah, I know. Kelly's right. great. In the movie Invincible, which team is not shown playing the Eagles? Green Bay Packers, Cincinnati Bengals, Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants. Green Bay Packers. That correct. is correct. Who was not on the roster of the 1975 Philadelphia Bell team for the World Football League? Bob Davis, Horse Molman, John Land, Bill Craven. Uh, Horse Molman. <laughs> you are. Yeah. You couldn't get him uh, out of the bar. For the, ni- for the 1978 <laughs> Eagles, Wilbert had the most touchdowns with nine. Harold Carmichael had eight. Who was third with four? Was it Keith Krepfley, Ken Payne, Charlie Smith, or Mike Hogan? Oh, I think it would have to be Hogan. Mike Bang. Hogan. Look You're at that. Fire. Which of these uh, is not true about your wife, Janet? At the age of 16, she earned a spot on the U.S. World Gymnastics team. 
Uh, B, True. she broke Penn State's women's diving records on the True. one and three meter. C, she was head gymnastics coach at Penn State. True. D, she uh, obviously she was not a trapeze artist for Barbara <laughs> Bay. <Bates, laughs> well, right. I, I would like to see her as a trapeze. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yes. All right. Three more quick, quick right. questions. What movie was Mark Wahlberg not in? American Hustle, Ted, Lone Survivor, The Departed. American Hustle. Well, you're on a roll. Yeah. Who leads the Phillies uh, in doubles with 20? Was it Reese Hoskins? Is it Reese Hoskins? Bryce Harper, Cesar Hernandez, Gene Segura. Uh, Segura, I think. Oh, oh, no. Bryce Harper. 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 Oh, Harper. I was going to say it's too obvious. And Sorry. then the last question is, which pitcher has the most hits this year with four? Is it Aaron Nola, Zach Eflin, Jake Arrieta, Jared Eikhoff? Well, Eflin's the athlete. I'd say Zach. Jake there Arrieta, but that's all right. You that's got right. still. You got seventy-five percent. Absolutely, you crushed it. Yes. Uh, well, see, you, the baseball <laughs> stuff—you killed me. <laughs> Vince, we really appreciate hey, you coming thanks. in. Thanks, John and Tom. I were thrilled for uh, for you to come in, and uh, thank you, you. Gave us great memories, a great movie, and uh, we're so happy. Um, hey, you're part of such a, a part of the fabric of the Philly uh, sports you. community. And awesome. I'm thanks. thanks. And buddy. I'm looking forward thank to taking you. you down. We're gonna watch a little BP too. Okay, look forward to it. All thanks, right, guys. sounds good. Thank thanks, Vince. All right, Go we're gonna sign off, and we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye bye.